Now, the Bible passage is from the uh, Gospel of Mark, uh, Matthew, chapter 5. Now, when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him, and he began to teach them. He said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. This is the word of God. Good morning, everyone. Um, I'm Johnny, if I've not met you before, and I'm one of the church family here. And today we're going to be thinking about this thing that Jesus said, Blessed are the peacemakers for they will be called children of God. And can anyone remember what one of those two Bible words for peace were in that video that we saw earlier? Remember, there were two words you might not have heard before. Shalom, everyone. Yeah, great. That's the one we're going to go for at the moment. So shalom, this idea of completeness, wholeness. And so Jesus is saying, blessed are the shalom bringers. And that's what we're going to be thinking about today. And when he says shalom, he's not talking about then just quietness, like when everything, when everyone stops talking. No, shalom is where we're talking to each other, where we're living together, enjoying life with God together, uh, and working for each other's good. So to start thinking about that in this first bit, we're going to think about how our Father God is a peacemaker, and I'm going to need some volunteers. Can I have, let's start with three volunteers who are going to come up. To be a volunteer, you need to help me build a wall out of cardboard boxes. And if you can do good faces as well, that would be useful. Henry, yes, that would be great. Any more volunteers? Do you want to come up? You're going to lift a box, Sammy, yes. Do you want to come up as well? Nice, nice. Well, if you could line up here. Nella, that's great. Now, there is room for three more volunteers if there are other takers. Does anyone else want to be involved? No. We're later on. Yeah, do you want to come up as well, Dan? That's great. Nice, that'll be, that'll be enough to get on with. Thank you, team. Right, we are going to be, you're going to help me build a wall. We're going to build a wall up here. And this wall is going to represent the different things that separate us from other people, that separate us at a deeper level from God. The things that make us not want to talk to people, not like other people. 
these, you could say, are the peace breakers. And we're going to build a wall. And some of you are going to stand behind the wall. You're going to be separated from the ones standing in front of the wall. Uh, and we'll have to see what's, what's going to deal with that later on. Because life isn't full of peace. And that's the first thing we've got to think, really, isn't it? Uh, our world is profoundly broken uh, in many ways. And we all feel that, don't we? And having peace with others, having shalom, is really hard. And it's going to be worth thinking about some of the things that, that break our relationship with others. Because Jesus said this, blessed are the peacemakers, at the beginning of a longer talk that we call the Sermon on the Mount, uh, which is Matthew 5, 6, and 7. So these things I've just drawn from later on in Jesus' talk. Because if you read through it, you could even look at it and think, this is Jesus' talk about how his followers are going to live a life of shalom. Right, so the first box that we're going to think about, how our Father God is a peacemaker. Damn, this is going to be your box. And this one says, I don't like them. So if you could put that on the table here. Now, what kind of face would you do for that? Maybe an angry face. Can you show everyone your angry face? Whoa, that's a really good one. Right, so now if you could be one of the people behind the wall, that would be really great. You're going to stand here, yeah, you're going to slowly disappear. That would be, be great, yeah. I, I don't like them. And yeah, we... This, this happens all the time, doesn't it? You know, we don't like what people have said. Oh, I wish they hadn't done that. Um, we often, you know, even at our best times, very quick to get angry uh, with other people. Um, and I don't know about you. I don't know what you do when you get angry. Some people go really quiet. I'm probably one of them. I'm not going to talk to you. There's a bit of silence and, and frostiness. Or maybe you're on the other side. You get loud when you're angry. You shout and, and it's, a, it's a very head-on um, collision. And th- this happens, doesn't it? In, it happens in our houses to those we're closest to. It happens in the big scale with, with whole countries that don't like each other and have terrible wars uh, in our world today. And, and, and also, this, this is a box that, on that deeper level, separates us from God. Like in, our, in our natural state, we, just, we don't want God. We don't want him telling us what to do. We don't really want to listen to him um, and, and certainly that was true of all of us before we came to Jesus, um, wasn't it? So that's, that's the first brick. Um, I don't like them or, or I feel angry. But you know what? Our Father God is, is a peacemaker. And God loved us and he cared for us way before we even thought about him. Now there's a verse in the Bible in Romans 5 that says, God shows his love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So I don't know, you know, how we're probably all feeling kind of different in our relationship with God this morning. Perhaps you feel distant from him uh, or angry with him even. Um, But we know this, don't we? After all that we've done against God, he still loves us. Even when we were his enemies and even after this week, he still loves us here today. So that's the first one. Thank you, Dan. Right, next one. Henry, you ready for this? So this one says, I've been hurt. Oh, no, hold on, hold on. That's not the right box. This one, yeah. Here we go. There you go. That's your box. Can you lift that up onto there? I've been hurt. And now this one, oh, sorry, Dan. See you later. Um, if you could look around here. So could you maybe do a sad face for this one? What's your best sad face? 
You don't have to... I can just see the tears ready to pour out. Thank you. Do you, do you want to go stand around the back there with Dan as well? Um, I've, I've been hurt. And, and this is, you know, of course, this is painful to think about, isn't it? You know, this is true of all of us. When we get close to each other, and, and it's almost like the closer we get to other people, the more likely it is to happen. Uh, you know, all the time, there's people who've said things that have hurt us. They've done bad things against us. Or the other way around, like we've said things that have hurt other people and done bad things against them. And, and for us, for each of us, this will be different. Like, what do you do when you feel hurt by other people? Certainly, it separates us from them, doesn't it? Um, we feel we don't want to be around them. We don't feel safe around that person for a while. Or how about on the flip side, when you've hurt someone else? Often, it's tremendous guilt. Some of the worst guilt that I can feel from my past is the things that I've done or said to other people. Stay with me. And it's true in our relationship with God. We've done so much wrong, and the the Bible is very clear that in a a serious way, we've hurt God with the way that we've treated him in our lives. There is a a, a barrier between us and God in, in our relationship. So that's the second brick. I feel hurt. But do you know what? Our Father God is a peacemaker, and he is the one who heals the brokenhearted, who forgives. He asks us to pray, forgive us our debts, and he's the one who does. He does forgive us. Um, and so, we've, you know, we're all coming here, aren't we, with different, different hurt, different histories. But we do know this, that Jesus, through the blood of his death on the cross, is bringing forgiveness and healing into our broken lives. Thank you. Right, Simi, are you ready for this one? This is the right box now. Do you want me to help you with this? It says, I am more important. Do you want to lift that side? Oh, are you both helping? Great, great, great. Push. Do you want to push it on? I'm more important. Thank you. Right, could you be on the front? Right, Can you see Dan or Henry? Oh, no, there's a barrier between us and them now. Things are getting hard. I'm the most important. Great, yeah, you can, you can say it. Oh, yeah, could you, do, could you do a proud face? Now, a proud face is where you, like, maybe you look down your nose on other people, and you can do a sniff like this. <laughs> I'm better than all of them. Yeah, you're, you're, a, you're a natural. No, um, I'm just kidding. Great, that's, that's really great. Um, but, you know, we, like, we so easily slip into this, don't we? We look down on other people, and, it, and it, it's a barrier between us and them. It separates us from them. I wonder if you've ever looked at someone else at school and thought, they're one of the naughty children. What's happening then when you think that? Secretly, you're thinking, I'm better than them. And grown-ups do that as well. We do it, we do it with people we know, but we do it at that wider level. Do we as a society look down on people with different skin colors or different jobs that pay lower levels or people who don't have jobs at all? There's a real brokenness here that comes from pride in our our lives, isn't there, and in our communities. So that's the third box. And And it separates us from God, doesn't it? You know, do we... How often do we think, right, what I what I want here is more important than what God wants? Um, perhaps we don't say it out loud in that many ways, but we live as if that's true. But our Father God is a peacemaker, and he's going to deal with this box that separates us. 
Because he shows us, doesn't he? When Jesus died, he died for us all equally. There is no up and down. There's no one of us who's higher than anyone else. We're all equal at the cross because we're all deeply in need of Jesus and we're all equally loved by him. And so we can know, can't we, that our, our worth is not in how much money we've got or how many friends we've got or anything that we've done. Our worth is in this, that Jesus has died for us and God loves us. Thank you. Right, the fourth box is, right, Nello and Simi, you're going to work on this one again. Now, this is going to be really tough. Could you just kind of help me push that up there? Wow, that's getting higher. We definitely can't see those guys behind anymore. I want what they have. Yeah, you can just see their feet. You can see their feet. So this one is greed, right? Can you lick your lips and think, hmm, I want what they've got. I want that bit of cake or they've got. This is greed. And I don't know what, you know, so easily, this is a pattern of our lives, isn't it? We're always looking at what other people have got and thinking, I wish I had that. Now, for me recently, my older brother, Phil, he's got a Lego Star Wars Death Star. And I would just, I'd love to have a Lego Star Wars Death Star. Um, and I don't know if anyone else here wish they had a Lego Star Wars Death Star. Yeah, Jeffrey, yeah, great, yeah, Chris. Yeah, I'm not alone. So, you know, full of greed. No, um, and, but it's, it's true, isn't it? Like, we want what other people have. And, and, and so often, even, even as a child, it's just, it's, have you noticed that it's more fun playing at other people's houses with their toys than it is playing at your own house with your own toys? And it's, it's greed, isn't it? We want, we want what other people have. Um, and for each of us, that will be different. For some of us here, it's not Lego Star Wars, but it's, you know, we know exactly which house on the street. We wish we had that one. Or, you know, we know that relationship. I, I, I wish I had something like that. We're discontent, and we want, we want what other people have got. Um, but what does it lead to? You know, does, does this lead to shalom? Does it lead to peace in our world? You know, no way. I mean, people often say, don't they, that there's enough food in the world to feed all of us. But why are there so many hungry people? Why are there millions of hungry people? Surely this has got something to do with it, that we are wanting, each of us wanting for ourselves. So it puts other people on the other side of the wall, and it puts God on the other side of the wall, because, again, we just care much more about what we've got than we care about God so often. So that's the fourth box. But do you know what? Our Father God, he's a peacemaker, and he's going to deal with this. And when we realize that Jesus died and he rose again for us, Jesus is going to go to work on us. He's going to start changing us so that our deepest treasure isn't all the stuff that we've got back home. Our deepest treasure is in heaven, where he is. That's the fourth box. Last box now. Can you guys help me with this? This is, they're going to totally disappear. Oh, John, help me push up. I'm scared. Right, can you do a scared face for everyone? Like this. Wow, that's really good. Yeah, a scared face. Really good. Right, you guys are going to stay here. There's an important thing that's going to happen in a moment. So, and, and, and you know, this is, this is true, isn't it? I, I'm pretty sure that for all of us here, we could think of at least one thing that we are worried about right now for the future or in, in our relationships with other people. 
Um, this is, this is a, just a condition of being human beings, isn't it? And, and often we're scared of other people because of all the other bricks, because of the pride and the hurt and the greed of other people. So we don't know that we're safe. Or we're afraid of the future. You know, what, are we going to have enough money to live on? What's going to happen to me and my loved ones when this happens or, or if, if whatever happens? We can, there's, there's so many possibilities, aren't there? And I guess the question is, when you're scared, do you move towards God or away from him? You know, does it separate you from God and other people? <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> but Jesus says to his followers that his father God is a peacemaker. And he says that he knows us. Your father knows what you need. We have a father who's in control of the future. And he knows us. He knows what we need. And he is making all things new. He is bringing his shalom to the whole world. And one day it will fill the world to completeness, to every part of it. Right, there's the wall. We've finished it. This is the wall that divides us from God and divides us from other people. Now, how are we going to deal with this wall? In a moment, right, I'm going to give this to Henry and Dan. This red towel is going to represent the blood of Jesus, okay? You might want to move back a bit so you've got a bit of a run-up, and we'll move out of the way here. Now, in a moment, in a moment, you guys are going to charge forward, and you're going to smash down the wall of the things that separate us. And you're going to use, use the towel, use the blood of Jesus to smash it down. And, but first, I'm going to read a verse. Right, Nella and Simi, if you move on over there. <laughs> Sam, maybe Sam will get taken out, but someone else can step in to, to help with that. So I'm going to read a verse, and then you're going to run forward, okay? So there's a verse in Colossians that says, Through Christ, God decided to bring all things back to himself again. Things in heaven and on earth. God made peace by using the blood of Christ's death on the cross. Right, run forward and smash down the wall. Yes. Thank you. Fantastic. (laughs) Right. Now, you can take a seat. We're just going to squish these back over there. Um, So that's the first thing to note. Yeah, that's fine. We'll just leave them there for now. We're going to build something out of them in a moment. Our Father God is a peacemaker, isn't he? Thanks. Do you want to take a seat? Our Father's a peacemaker, and he's making peace by the blood of, of Jesus. He's bringing shalom to the world. And we're going to pause there, and we're going to sing a song to think more about that. And then we're going to think a bit more about how we can be peacemakers, just like our Father God. So if you're able, let's stand and we'll sing together. So Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called, what? What did Jesus say they'll be called? Children of God. So when we make peace, we're acting just like our Father God. Now my granddad didn't have very much hair on his head. And uh, you could say that I have a family resemblance to my granddad. And, uh, but Jesus said, peacemakers are children of God. And so you could say that when we bring shalom to the lives of others around us, 
We have a family resemblance to our Father God. Now, it would be useful to have five more volunteers if anyone would like to put a box on this next tower of shalom that we're going to build. Any more volunteers want to pop up and have a go? Yes. Do you want to come through? Or we could just have a couple. Anyone? Oh, yes. Yeah, do you want to come over? Nice. Right. That's great. You two can be the master builders. That will be brilliant. So, the first box we're going to think about. Well, actually, let me just say, before we start building this, you know, of course, we're doing this as an all-age service, and it's all, we're kind of doing it simply and things. Um, but I, I don't want to give the impression that this is like some sort of cheap, simple solution to the most painful, broken relationships that we have. Um, instead, we're thinking that because we know the peacemaker God, we can start to fix some of these relationships. We can start in the way that we're like him, that often very hard and unnatural and painful journey of building our relationships again and making peace with others. But with that said, so let's, let's have a look at some of those boxes. Right, you're ready to go. So the first box on it said, I don't like them. So now if you could twist it round and then put it up as the next box on here. So we're going to do this as a tower. Oh, yeah, that's great. Of shalom. So then on the other side, it says, love your enemies. Yeah, well read. Jesus says, love your enemies and pray for... Pray for who? Pray for those who persecute you. Yeah, I know. We flipped it round. We're now building some peace instead of some conflict. Good work. We know the love that Jesus has for us, that he loved us when we were still his enemies. And now we can start to show that kind of love to those people out there, the people that we don't like. And perhaps you can even today find, think of someone that you find it really hard to talk to, that you don't like talking to. Maybe they're in your family or at home or work, or maybe they're even sitting here. <laughs> um, but how would you answer that question? You know, what does, what does God think about that person? Because we know, don't we? You know that he loves them. And he loves them enough that Jesus died for them. And if we choose to love them, that person who's hardest to love, and if we pray for them, we are blessed. Because that's just the kind of thing our Father God would do. So the first one is be a peacemaker and love. Love the, love the hard people. Next box. Now this one said, I've been hurt. Just flip it around. What does it say on the other side? Oh, forgive. So here we go. We'll just slide that up there. Can you help me just push that up there? Right, you guys might have to go behind actually, so you're a bit higher up to... Right. Maybe, yeah, that would be really useful actually, if you could make sure it doesn't topple over. Yeah, yeah, you go behind. So Jesus says, doesn't he, in the Sermon on the Mount, if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. And it's the hardest thing in the world sometimes to forgive someone or to offer them forgiveness. And often it takes time. But we, we have all hurt other people and we all have the experience of being hurt by someone. 
And so if there's going to be wholeness in our relationships, if there's going to be wholeness in our church family and in Totley, there has to be some forgiveness going on. And we can only do it with God's help, of course, and perhaps we feel that more than anything with this one. But the more we understand and the more we feel God's forgiveness for us, the more we're going to be able to start showing that to other people, to each other. So be a peacemaker and forgive. Third box, Ezra, are you ready for this one? Right, this one said, I am the most important. Now, do you want to swivel it round? Be humble, great. Now, let's just put that up, if that could go there, nice. Yeah, we'll put that there, and then we'll slide this one across, that's great. Right, I might need to lift one of you up for the next bit. Oh, yeah, please, please. Um, great. As long as I've got parental permission. Yeah, great. And um, so Jesus said later on, he says, be careful when you're doing good things. Don't do them in, other pe- in front of other people so to be seen by them. And how many times do we do things because we want other people to think that we're great? And how many times do we look down on people, often for really silly things? We, look, we feel better than them. But Jesus is flipping that all around and saying, blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those ones who take the lowest place, who are humble, who realize that they are in deep need of God every single moment. So what would it be like if we stopped worrying about what other people thought of us? And what would it be like if we stopped worrying about whether we are better or worse than that person and doing the whole comparison thing that we naturally do, but just lives knowing that we are worth something, not because of anything we've done, but just because God loves us and we're his. We're all equally important to him. And that's going to be a real key thing for shalom coming to our lives. So be a peacemaker and be humble. Right, next one. Number four, what was that? I want what they have. So can you just flip that round to start with? Treasure in heaven. Right, so I'm just going to lift you up there. Right, there you go. If you just slide that up. Slide that up there. Nice. Okay. I haven't really thought about how we'll do the last one, but we'll... Um, right, Jesus said, he, one of the huge things that Jesus says to us, isn't it, is don't store your treasures here on earth because moths and rust are going to come in and destroy the treasures here on earth and thieves can break into your house and steal it so store your treasures in heaven or in in there but even there they're not safe keep your treasures with God in heaven and we all have different things don't we that we really want and there are things that we begin to treasure more than the one who is worthy to be treasured the most. Uh, are there things that have become more important to us than God in our lives or more important than other people? But what if we stopped that? What if we stopped doing what we want all the time and started living for what was good for other people? Then we'd be free to be peacemakers. Or if we stopped living just to try and get all the treasure for ourselves, living for the pleasure and the comfort and the food and the money, and started living for God, what if we stopped clinging to our treasures on earth and started 
keeping our treasures in heaven, then we'd be free. We'd be free to be peacemakers. We'd be free to be generous to the hungry and to build our communities and to spend time with the lonely and to love sacrificially. So be a peacemaker and be generous because your treasure's in heaven. Last box. Right. Um, Maybe if you, oh, right, if you flip it around, right, and then you throw it into the air, and then I'll try and put it up. So that one was, I am scared. And then on the other side, it says, trust your father. Okay, now if you throw it up, up to me, nice. And then I'll throw it up. Oh, dear. Okay, there we go. Right, there we are, there we are. Right. Great. So, uh, trust your father. So Jesus says later in the Sermon on the Mount, if you, you might want to read the Sermon on the Mount and just think about being a peacemaker later on today, but Jesus said, don't, don't worry about the food that you need to live. Look at the birds of the air. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, but your heavenly father feeds the birds. And you know that you are worth much more than the birds. And it feels like at the moment that our future is like more unsure than ever. I mean, certainly in my lifetime, it feels more unsure than ever. Anything could happen, and there are so many potential bad things that could happen. How could we ever have shalom right now? And we just don't know the future. And so we're never going to have peace and shalom if we're trying to be in control. We have to know the God who is in control. And so Jesus says to his followers, effectively, trust God. Like, you know, you know your father's in control and he knows what you need. And, you know, he looks after the birds in the trees. Maybe there's some magpies or some pigeons out in the trees out here. God feeds them. So he is definitely going to feed us and definitely going to look after us. And so the more we trust him, the more we will experience peace in our own hearts. And the more we'll be able to offer that peace to those around us. So be a peacemaker and trust God. So here's the Tower of Shalom then. Our Father God is a God who is a peacemaker. And he is bringing peace and wholeness and shalom to the whole world. The blood of Jesus has broken down the things that separate us from him and separate us from other people. And so now we're free. We're free to love those that we don't like. We're free to take the lowest place. We're free to forgive those who hurt us. To give away what we have because our treasure's just not here anymore. It's in heaven. And through it all to trust God who's going to keep us and give us the peace that we long for. So Jesus calls us to bring peace to our homes, to Totley, to the world. So children of God, go and make peace. Thanks. We won't, we won't crash that one down because that would be symbolically a bit counter, counterintuitive, but I'm going to just gently take it down and then Anna is going to come and... Well, should we just leave it up, actually? That's quite nice, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Anna's going to come and pray. So thank you so much, guys. If you want to sit down and take a seat. Do you want to come down? Thanks. <laughs>